0: Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a Liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there, the income tax is clearly immoral. Because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. Welcome to Base Liberty episode 35, Darren Wisely here as always, just a pleasure to be with you. It's Monday, November 16th, 2020 and let's just get right into it today. We're going to be talking about fake news, censorship and just the dystopia that 2020 has become that we're living in and where things are going from there. So last episode, I talked about the election fraud, gave very good evidence of everything that's going on, and if you haven't listened to that, check it out, episode 34, a lot of great information if you really want to know what's going on, because as I said, uh, it's dystopian. I mean, the mainstream media isn't covering any of this stuff. It's not just that they're disagreeing that there's fraud or that it occurred. I mean, that's fine. You can have that opinion, but they're totally writing it off as if it as if it's nonsense, as if it couldn't happen. Never mind, they just spent 4 years saying there was fraud, Russia, Russia, Russia. So it it's horrible gaslighting. And furthermore, they're censoring any opinion outside of the one they they held that uh, of course it's an honest election, there's no way to hack it. Um Everything's legit. Well, everything's legit as long as their candidate wins, apparently. In last episode, I had all kinds of people on the left come at me with the same type of stuff because they swallow the whole uh, media bait hook, line, and sinker. But if you're a leftist and you're honest, you have to think about how the media may have censored your candidates. I mean, look at Bernie Sanders. Uh, they were shaking in their boots when he was in first place for a short period of time in the 2020 primary. And uh, of course, in 16, when he got Bernie got robbed from Hillary Clinton. So uh, even though I don't like Bernie's policies, of course, but just being objective, I can say, look, Bernie got the chef too. And really, what it is, is. Um, the media protects the establishment. That's what it is. It's not as much about Team Red or Team Blue like they want you to think. It's it's the establishment narrative. The spectrum you're allowed to hold in the mainstream media is Hillary Clinton to Mitt Romney. Anything to the left or right of that is forbidden fruit. You can't say it. Uh, it's going to be censored. It's not out there. So that's what happened to Bernie. Of course, that's what happened to Tulsi Gabbard. And she's by no means far left, at least by today's standards. But her criticizing the military-industrial complex, the warfare state, um, those are things someone who would be principled on the left would support. But, but the media uh, censored her doesn't give her any play either. And why is that? It's not because of any of her policy positions other than opposition to endless, unnecessary wars, because that is everything the military-industrial complex, the neocon establishment uh, loves. It's how they keep their power. So that can't be challenged, and she can't get publicity for that. Of course, they can't let her win um, holding those policy positions. So, you know, I gave Tulsi props for, for taking that stand, but it's just an example. The media doesn't just censor people on the right. It's not this Right wing conspiracy. It, it happens to both sides. So, if you want to be honest about this, wherever you stand, if you're listening to this episode, this it's not about Orange Man bad. You got to get past that. It's not just about Trump. It's about where things are going to go for here. This precedent, when things that the media doesn't approve as the official narrative are just not going to get out there. The thought policing going on. That should concern everyone, whether you think Orange Man bad or not. I mean, look, there's fraud in every election. I pointed out in last episode there's been fraud. The Republicans stole them. So again, it's not, oh, he's just giving Republican talking points. No, the Republicans have stolen plenty of elections. The incentives are there to steal them. Again, it's ignorant to think there isn't fraud on some level. On some level. The question isn't if there's fraud in this election, it's how much fraud and is it enough to change the outcome? Now, I don't have that answer. And again, you know, being objective here, I don't know exactly how much fraud there was or how much there is, but I'm only pointing to cases I know of and the evidence seems like there was a lot of it in some of these swing states. I mean, I talked about Detroit, the mafiosos. You can't deny this stuff. You can't write it off. I mean, that, but that's what the mainstream media does. Oh, that didn't happen, and, and that's it. They just dismiss it. No counter-argument, no facts on the other side. I mean, you know people were throwing ballots out, soiling ballots, boarding up windows. I mean, this stuff reeks of fraud. You can sit here and say that Joe Biden would have won anyways, but still admit there's fraud. I mean, I don't see why it's that unfair, but people are so deranged... So close-minded, they can't even see the obvious. They can't think for themselves because they have to listen to whatever MSNBC, ABC, Fox, any of these places tells them. I mean, when you stop in the middle of the night, stop counting ballots. All these states do it almost in in concert. And then all of a sudden, there's thousands of votes swing in each state. I mean, come on, there's got to be red flags there. If you want to explain it away, fine, but don't just tell me it didn't happen because it happened. I mean we all anyone who was paying attention saw it. It's gaslighting is what it is. Oh there couldn't be election fraud, really? You just whined about election fraud, cried your eyes out, went in a Play Doh cry room, had coloring books for the last four years, crying about Russian interference. But now, no, these elections, are so much integrity. There's no incentives to steal it, not at all. And more and more is coming out, and that's what I told people. They say, well, you can't prove this or that. Well, I mean, I've proven a couple things pretty well. Um, There's more out there, and it's just going to keep coming out. I mean, that's how an investigation works. You investigate, and then you find information. You don't just know it in the beginning. Otherwise, you would have a confirmation bias, right? It wouldn't be much of an investigation. And Judicial Watch said that a total of 353 of the over 3,000 counties in America located in 29 of the nation's 50 states have 1.8 million more registered votes than actual residents. We knew this was going to be an issue with this mail-in voting. I mean, no one should be surprised by this. Again, wherever you are on the political spectrum, I mean, it was ripe for fraud. We're in a polarized climate. So, eight states had over 100%. Alaska, Colorado, Maine, Maryland, of course, my evil and corrupt state of Michigan, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Vermont. I mean, again, look this up judicialwatch.org. These aren't my facts and figures. I mean, you have over. Over 100%. I mean, tell me how that works. You can't just dismiss that, though. That's the thing. You can say, oh, well, it didn't make that much of an impact. Yeah, questionable, but you can argue that. But you can't say, oh, no, that just didn't happen. Well, over 100%, like, there's not something off there. Again, it's ignorance or gaslighting. If only people could be more principled rather than just wanting their guy to win and look into this stuff. But that's where we are today. People don't think for themselves. It's whatever's convenient for their narrative. But but the censorship's crazy, you know, and it's been going on for years. It's happened with people. You know, Jordan Peterson's talked about it. Um, but it's really been ramped up due to this COVID hysteria and now... Mm-hmm this election fraud. And is the media bias toward the left? Yes, it is. And that's why, you know, you had voices like Rush Limbaugh come along, Sean Hannity following after him, and it really opened that door for that talk radio on the right. But the media bias to the left only goes so far. It's really more on this woke stuff, uh, the virtue signaling the social justice. But on policy... The bias, as I've talked about with Tulsi, with Bernie Sanders, is really protecting the establishment. Of course, on the right, you have that against Ron Paul in 2008-2012 because he totally (laughs) shredded everything the establishment stood for, and he's principled. I mean, the thing about Bernie is, you know, I respect he had the willingness to go against the establishment, but I mean... Uh, he's a total sellout, you know, he got right in line with Clinton, and then he, and you think, okay, well, he's not going to do that again, what do he do this time, gets right in line behind Biden, I mean, the guy has no principles at all, uh, at least you don't see that with Tulsi, you know, I have a lot more respect for her uh, than that old commie Bernie, and to prove my point, even Fox News, you know, the so-called right-wing source, I mean, Fox News is just another establishment hack. And that's the thing. It's not about Team Red versus Team Blue. They all want you to think that. So that regular people fight amongst themselves instead of seeing who the real enemy is, which is the establishment, the deep state, our politicians, our corrupt government. Kylie McEnany, Trump's um, press secretary, who does an incredible job, I must say. Um, she's, she's very quick with her facts, very assertive. And... I know all the feminists, all the leftist hater, because she's a strong woman on the right, um, because she's attractive. Of course, feminists are completely envious of attractive women because it brings out their own insecurities. They want every woman to be a butch um, so they feel better about themselves. Instead of making themselves look better or more desirable, they want others to look worse. I mean, it's the same thing socialists do with money, right? They want everyone to be poorer rather than themselves just get off their lazy butts and get richer. So she was talking about the voter fraud, again, the president's press secretary, and Neil Cavuto has to cut it off. Whoa, 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 we can't verify these facts. We can't verify these facts. Sorry, can't let you hear this. We got to censor this. So now the media cares about verifying facts. Isn't that convenient? It's funny. They didn't care about verifying facts when Obama said, you'll keep your doctor and you'll keep your provider. Imagine if they would have stopped and verified that back then. Fox News didn't do it, the right-wing source. What about Bush and Iraq having weapons of mass destruction? You know, one of the biggest lies ever given to us by the government. No one stopped to fact-check that? Not even your left-wing, supposedly anti-war. I didn't see Rachel Maddow stop to uh, censor that. Because it's the establishment. The establishment is in bed with the military-industrial complex, the deep state. So they're going to protect that narrative. What about the Russia hoax? Russia, Russia, Russia. No one stopped to fact-check that when they were whining about it for the last four years. Oh, yeah, and how about the COVID nonsense? Imagine if they stopped to fact-check all Fauci and all these criminals who have destroyed lives, destroyed futures, killed people, ruined economies. Imagine if they would have fact-checked them and stopped this complete hysteria from breaking out. But no, we're not going to do that. Of course, if they censored politicians, well, they'd have to cut out almost everything they said because it's almost all BS, lies. Now, I'm not for censorship of any type. Anyone who knows me knows that. But if they're going to do it, they're gonna independently fact check. I wish they'd at least be consistent. And again, the things I mentioned—whether you're on the right, the left, the middle, whatever you want to call yourself—Independent. Uh, those are things I think you can agree, or find some in there that were blatantly false, and the media just ran with. And I, and I, it needs people's minds need to be open that the media is there to protect their own. They do whatever it takes to promulgate government propaganda and crush dissidents. Like I said, you have to be in that realm between Hillary Clinton and Mitt Romney. Or Joe Biden. You can replace Hillary Clinton with Joe Biden. You know, it's the same thing. And then you get into uh, Twitter, you know, the social media sphere. And we know there's been a ton of censorship there. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to promote this show on Facebook or Twitter and, and they won't let me do it because I'm talking about COVID or I'm talking about an election. Well, yeah, the <laughs> the show has a lot to do with that stuff. But heaven forbid, I tell something about COVID that doesn't fit their narrative that we're all going to die if we don't stay in our house forever. That's why they won't let that out. They're, they're all in bed together, whether it's wars, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's a surveillance state. They're all going to protect their own. Look at the war on Snowden, right? But it's gotten absurd uh, since the COVID lockdowns, but even now, so the election. Um, I mean, you're talking about the sitting president and and they're blocking his tweets so people can't see them. How dystopian, how much more dystopian can it get? They wouldn't have done this for Obama or Bush. I know Twitter, you know, wasn't really a big thing back then, but even so, they wouldn't have done it for them. They're not going to do it for Biden. Or Kamala Harris. I mean, who knows what kind of stupid stuff she'll tweet. I mean, If all you see here is orange man bad, I hate Trump, so therefore I don't want him to speak, you are missing the point. Wherever you are on this political spectrum. You lack critical thinking if you can't see what's going on here. If you can't see how... Voices outside this very small as Tom Woods calls the 3x5 index card of allowable opinion. If you can't see that, I mean I can't help you. I'm giving you the facts. You can plug your ears, put your ad in the sand, but this is what's going on. It is dystopian. I mean, you could write a novel about this kind of stuff. Oh, and then uh, Twitter censors the president and and blah, body blah, blah, you know I mean it's crazy. But they're so excited for Biden to come back, get his buddies at Raytheon back in the federal government, start a ton of new wars, ruin our economy. Uh, Kamala Harris, she'll do anything to get more power. It doesn't matter what kind of people she'll have to destroy. She'll do it. She has such a lust for power. She will do anything. It's going to be interesting with these wars, though, because traditionally these wars, they have to have support from the right and you can count on them to say hey we'll get in line and we'll support this if you you know you give us a reason even if it's shaky and then the left is usually divided so liberals cuz they're establishment are going to get right in line but your leftists generally are anti-war so if Biden gets in here and people on the right are so disgruntled by all this um it's going to be really hard to push new wars or to get support for it because the left's going to be split, and if the right isn't behind it, I mean, good luck, because that's who they usually can count on. But this is the establishment. There's no principles from the left. Again, very few speaking out against wars, speaking out against you know Kamala Harris's awful track record on criminal justice reform. Of course, Trump's administration was much better on it. But again, it's orange man bad. It's not look at the actual policy. But the real problem that I want to wrap this up with, people believe whatever comes out of that black box. They said it. It must be true. It's true in the election. Oh, they said there couldn't be fraud, that this is some conspiracy. This is ridiculous. It must be true. This is the narrative. You spread the one big lie. Every mainstream source has the same story. It must be true. It's propaganda. They did it with the Russia collusion. That's how you get people on the left supporting who should be anti-war and supporting criminal justice reform, things like that, progressives, cheering the Biden Harris ticket because the media manipulates them so much into thinking that their life's going to somehow be better with these establishment creeps in power who are going to lock everything down, destroy our lives even more so. That's how ludicrous the media is. This is how twisted they are. Trump talks about pulling troops out of Afghanistan, and they call him a dictator. Think about that. The president not starting a war unilaterally like, you know, uh, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Reagan, pretty much everyone besides Jimmy Carter going back to World War II has done, unconstitutionally. Oh, but he's taking troops out. And they're calling him a di- dictator. And people will eat that up because they believe everything that comes out of the stupid black box. See, it's it, it's we're a nation of sheep. It's we the sheeple. But it's incorrect to say that the mainstream media of the establishment is leading the sheep directly to the slaughter. You see, they use the sheep to destroy dissidents, to crush their enemies. And then and only then will they dispose of the sheep when they've served their purpose. If people would just turn off the TV, do some independent critical thinking, we'd be so much better off. But that's the problem. People lack the ability to critically think. They are too lazy to... To even uh, read past a headline, you know, a headline says Trump bad. They don't even read what it could be. It could be a Babylon B article. They don't know. I mean, how many times has my podcast had, you know, kind of a, a catchy headline and they automatically judge what I'm speaking about for 30 minutes. One of these times I'm going to post some very provocative headline and then just record 30 minutes of the Barney theme song, or, or just something like that, and and they'll all come after me saying, oh my gosh, how can you say these awful things? Really? Well, tell me where on the show I said it. Was it the I love you, you love me part, or or what? <laughs> so lazy. Look, if you're not into politics, that's fine, but don't sit here and talk about it, you know? I mean, it'd be like if I said... I'm going to be a musician, I pick up a guitar, and next thing I know, you know, I'm critiquing the world's best bands, it's like, you know, that ain't my lane, maybe this isn't yours, just because you listen to CNN, or, or Fox, or whatever, doesn't make you knowledgeable, it actually probably makes you less knowledgeable, because it's propaganda, now Fox has a few good people, Tucker, the most notable, Gutfield's good, Kennedy's good, so there's a few good ones in there, but, I mean, the people in the daytime, Cavuto, Brett Baer, um, Chris, I mean, those people are awful. They're establishment hacks. It's an illusion that, you know, they're for the right, you know, the others are for the left. I mean, to some degree, yes, but really, they're just all protecting one entity, which is the establishment, war party, duopoly, who all they care about is staying in power, they'll do whatever it takes. We don't understand it because we're not sociopaths. It really is dystopian, not just the power grab, but how complacent people are, that people cheer this on. They cheer on having their lives destroyed. We have to protect free speech. Judge Knapp has said it best when he talks about the First Amendment What's the most important part in the First Amendment? It's the freedom of speech. The freedom of speech, meaning it exists prior to any government. It's a natural God-given right. That's how ideas are spread. Without free speech, ideas aren't spread. You can't promote liberty. You can't promote freedom. But these snowflakes can't handle alternative views. That's the problem. Why do they hate free speech? You know, the left in the 60s was anti-war and pro-free speech. Those are two things I can get on board with. But now these snowflakes on campus want to get rid of the First Amendment because it hurts their feelings. Good Lord. We have to fight for our right to speak. We have to. And, you know, I haven't really talked much about this stuff. Check out my very first episode. I think that was the last time I touched on the topic. Maybe I can get someone in here to talk a little bit more about some of these alternative programs. We got to do something. Uh, but the mainstream media, I think, is far more evil than than even Twitter and even Facebook. You know, I have nothing nice to say about Zuckerberg. Um, he's right up there. But really, the most damage is still done, I think, on the mainstream, what comes out of the TV. Because people take that stuff as gospel. So... Couple housekeeping things before I get out of here. We're on episode 35. I just want to say thanks again for the support. It is a pleasure talking to you guys, listening to you guys, getting feedback. Um, That's what's encouraged me to keep going and and doing this stuff. Um, But I'm going to let you know I am going to have to cut back. I got a lot of things going on next several months in my personal life. Um, Nothing bad or anything like that. Just just real busy. So make sure you're subscribed because I might only be doing one episode a week. I might not even do one every week. But if you're subscribed, you'll know when that's coming in. Of course, share it with your friends. Do all that good stuff. Get on the email list you know, if you want to stay in touch. Of course, we never spam you. Um, and I might get on more you know, if there's something really urgent, something pressing. I, sometimes I just use this as a sourced event um, and get my thoughts out there. So I just want to say thanks again. We got the holidays coming up. I hope you do get to spend some time with your family, um, not letting this these disgusting, evil sociopaths ruin, you know, the things we are so blessed to have in life. So, um, hope you get a chance to enjoy that. You got any show requests, send them my way. I will listen to them, but like I said, I will be cutting back a little bit. So, hey, thanks again for tuning in and, uh, we'll talk to you not quite as soon, but still soon. Take care.